Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church. We're kicking off 21 days of prayers, what we're going to be talking about. Really, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And now for some of you, I might say fasting, that might be like, you might just think, well, that's just another F word. But it's, it starts with, with it, but really, it is an amazing, amazing thing. And so here's, here's what we are encouraging every one of you to do, is we're going to start this new year, starting next Sunday, together to do 21 days of prayer, and encourage you to do 21 days of fasting as well. Now, some of you are like, oh, I came to the wrong week. Oh, I knew I, when I saw that snow, I should have slept in. It's going to be really really good. And here's, when I think of fasting, one of the things I really believe that it does is it sharpens us and really prepares us to be and do all that God wants for us. And really, if you've been here more than one week, you know our mission is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. And fasting is really, really a crucial part of that, most definitely. Now, Abraham Lincoln was credited as saying, I don't know if he did or didn't, but I'm just going to say he did. Abraham Lincoln said, if I had six hours to cut down a tree, I'd spend three hours sharpening the axe. I believe that really that fasting really is that spiritual sharpening that gets us ready to be able to do the things that we so want to, to be able to be ready to be used by God in ways that we haven't before to be ready to hear his voice in a way that we haven't before. Maybe we've longed for it, but to be ready for it. So I really, really encourage you to do this with us as a church. And there are thousands of churches across the nation and the world that are doing something very similar to this. where They're saying, God, we're going to start off our year by seeking you. We want your best we want to accomplish what you have for us this year. So let's just seek him first right at the beginning. And if you've done this before, then you know the benefits of it. And you're probably like, yeah, great. Yeah, he's talking about that. That's so good. If you haven't done this before and you're like, I don't know if I really want to do that. It is amazing. And it really, really is. And I encourage you, if you've never done it before, you are going to love it. You're going to hate it, don't get me wrong, but you're going to love it. So let's just kind of dive into some of this and some of more than just me asking you to do this. In Matthew 6, chapter 16, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and this is what he says. He says, when you fast, some of us are like, oh, couldn't have said if. Like, that would, that would be great. But he said, when you fast. This really is something that, if you've never heard of this before, this was Jesus talking to his disciples. This is something that Jesus expected all of his disciples, all of his followers to do. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men their fasting. He says, I tell you the truth, they received their reward in full. It is when you fast. Now that word fast, literally means abstain from food. In the Greek, it's something like nestiaio. Like I have a hard enough time pronouncing some English words, and now I've got to try Greek. It's nestiasu, something like that. But the literal meaning of it is abstain from food. 
So maybe you've had friends or seen somebody who said, you know, I'm fasting social media or I'm fasting. Uh, that's, that's a good thing to do to say, you know what? I see that this has been a hindrance in my life, so I'm just going to not get on Facebook or I'm not going to watch movies or I'm just going to put some of these distractions out of my life. I think that's a great thing to do. That's not what this is. That's not what Jesus was talking about here. He wasn't like, put your iPhones down. That, that's not there. It's, it really pertains to, very specifically, food. Now, I think it can be great to say, you know what? I'm going to get rid of some other things at the same time. Um, I am, I'm, absolutely, absolutely. If you're going to do it, why not just like go at it? That's one thing I'm really, really good at. Is I'm not good at doing things halfway, like at all. Like, oh, I'm going to do it? Oh, I am all in. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're looking at doing, Becca and I are going to hopefully do another adventure race this spring. And I haven't done one in like years, but I absolutely love it. And for me, I'm like, oh, then I need to train. It's not like, oh, I should probably go like run a mile. That'd be great. Like start doing some again. No, it's like, oh, I bet you I could run five miles a day for the next five years. Like I, I want to get ready for it. I don't want to do this a little bit like, oh, I got to get back in really, really, really good shape. I need to be able to do this. I don't like halfway doing things. So I love when somebody says, you know, I wanna, I'm going to fast and I want to get rid of some of this media. I want to get rid of some of these other distractions that are there. That is a great thing to do. But really when you get right down to it, to what a biblical fast, what Jesus was talking about doing it's food. It really is denying what your body not just desires, but needs to survive. Because we all know what happens if we don't eat. We get skinny, and then we die. Like it's, it's, you have to have food. You have to have it. And it really is saying, I'm not going to give my body the very thing it has to have. It has to have. So that when we talk about fasting, that is very specifically what we're talking about. In Matthew 9, verse 14, then John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but, but your disciples do not? They're like, hey, this is the normal thing to do. Why don't you, you guys do this? Verse 15, Jesus answered them, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he's still with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast. This really isn't like a, the super elite, like, Navy SEALs of the Christians do it, but I'm not at that level. Like, this is, this is Christian discipline. This is what we do. Now, maybe not all to the extent of a 21-day fast. Uh, a fast in general is usually 24 hours. If you look at the Jewish, the way that they would do it, it really was from sunset to sunset. So you'd start in the evening until the next evening. And there were some times they did some extended fast, which is what we are looking at doing um, today is what we're really looking at. But it is a normal thing to do and has been for a very long time. George Washington in his diary on June 1, 1774, wrote this, went to church, fasted all day. A normal thing to do. Dietrich Bonhoeffer in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, said this, Jesus takes it for granted that his disciples will observe the pious custom of fasting. Strict exercise of self-control is an essential feature of the Christian life. Such customs have only one purpose, to make the disciples more ready and cheerful to accomplish those things which God would have done. This really is 
an amazing thing that we get to do in a normal thing that should be a part of all of our Christian lives, of fasting. Saying, okay, God, I'm going to seek after you in this. Now, if all you're doing is not eating, that's just a bad diet, okay? That's, that's, that, that's not fasting. It is 21 days of prayer. It's seeking after God. Paul said, I beat my body into submission. He's like, I am, I, it's not a nice thing. I beat it up. And it's saying, okay, not only am I not eating, but instead I'm going to take this time and I'm going to seek after God. So when I would be eating breakfast, I'm going to crack open my Bible and I'm going to read. When I would be eating instead, you know, maybe I'm going to just spend some time praying. And I'm going to pray for that same amount of time that I would be eating. Maybe it's, I'm going to put on some worship music, and I'm just going to sing, and I'm going to worship. Or maybe it, you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to listen. I'm going to go somewhere where I can be quiet. I'm just going to listen and see if what God has, would have to say to me. So it's not just not eating, but it's saying, okay, God, I'm going to seek you in this time. It's doing that together. It's doing it together. It is a, it is a stretching time uh, to, to go without food. You, you get hungry. Honestly, if I don't eat for about an hour, I'm hungry. Like, he's like, let's go back to the refrigerator. Like, what is going on? And I usually, especially if I'm doing physical work, I don't like to eat a lot. Like, I don't like going out to a restaurant with a bunch of food. I want lots of little snacks. I like to eat, but I don't like to eat a lot. I like to eat little bits, like, like constantly. Because who wants to do hard work with like a full stomach? It's like, it's the worst. Moving around, it's awful. Not me anyways. I'm like, I like these little things. I get hungry. It's not an easy thing to do, but at the same time, the benefit on the other side is so good, it outweighs any of the discomfort of doing a fast. So some of the reasons why we fast, the first one is this, is to be obedient to God's word. Jesus says, when you fast, he says, my disciples will fast. And we say, okay, am I one of Jesus' disciples? Yes, then I'm going to fast. In 1 Samuel 15, 22, Samuel replies to Saul, and this is what he says. He says, what is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offering and sacrifice or your obedience to his voice? And he says, listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. And we say, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient to what your word says to do. And if your word says to do it, I trust that that's a great thing for me to do. And we dive in, we say, I'm going to do this. Now, you may be sitting here and be like, 21 days, what are you talking about? Maybe you don't fast for 21 days. Maybe you fast for 21. Maybe you fast for five. What I would ask is that you pray over this next week and you ask God. You say, God, I now see that fasting is something that you really called me as a disciple to do, as a follower of you to do. How long and what should I be fasting? Like, how should I do this? And pray and ask God. Maybe he tells you fast five days, 10 days. Maybe he tells you to fast 22 days. I don't know. But you pray, you ask God, and what he lays on your heart to do, don't do any more and don't do any less. Follow with what God is asking you to do. So why fast? One, we're just obedient to what God says. And another one is in Psalms. It says, and when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. Fasting is one of the ways that we humble ourselves before the Lord. Psalm 69.10 talks about the same thing, humbling themselves with, fa with fasting. In Ezra 8.21, same thing, humbling themselves with fasting. And then here's what the Bible says about those that are humble. 
James 4.10, humble yourselves therefore before God and he will lift you up. He will lift you up in honor. Proverbs 29.23, a man's pride brings him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. And really we're saying, God, I need your strength to do this. I can't do this on my own. God, I want to do this in your strength. I don't know if you know this, but if you've ever listened to or looked at what the Bible says about Christians and the way we're supposed to walk and the way we're supposed to live and the way that we're supposed to love, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I, can't, I, I cannot measure up. I'm like, I, I, I can't do it. That's because God knows that. And if we're trying to do it in our own strength, it's not going to work. It's never going to work. And fasting is really saying, God, I need you. I need your strength to do this. You sharpen me. You help me do this. Trying to walk the Christian life in our own strength is not going to work. It's like chopping down a tree with a dull axe. It doesn't work. It's a pain in the butt. And if it does, if you're able to get through that, you want to know what you end up with? Just tired. You're like, that just shouldn't have been that hard. And God's like, yeah. And one of the ways that we move into that and we walk in God's strength is by seeking him in fasting, saying, God, my own strength, what my body's desiring, it isn't what it needs. I have to have you. I have to have you in this. Every Sunday, I pray. I'm like, God, you need to be here today because if you're not, everything we're doing, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God, we need you in this. And we need, in everything we do, we need that same attitude. God, it's got to be you. I want to do this in your strength. And fasting is saying, God, I know I can't do this in my own strength. I know I can't do that. We humble ourselves before God and we say, God, I need you more than anything else, more than food, God. I need you in this. I need your direction. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my decisions. I need you in my relationships. God, I need you in every one of these areas. It's humbling ourselves before him. Another thing that I just love that fasting does is this. Fasting, so Proverbs 5.22 talks about sin, and this is how it describes sin. The evil deeds of a wicked man ensnare him. The cords of sin hold him fast. Now, I bet that if I was to ask for a show of hands, and I'm not, so don't raise your hand, if there was something in your life, a sin that you've tried to get away from, that you just have not been able to, don't raise your hand, but I bet every hand would go up in here, that there was a sin that you felt would pull you back at times. And you're like, you thought you'd get free, and then boom, there it is again. That's how the Bible talks about sin. And I don't believe it's the same thing for every single one, but we each have different bends and things in us. But then in Isaiah, it says this. Isaiah 58, 6. Is this not the kind of fast I've chosen to loosen the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke? Fasting is how we break free from addictions and break free from those sins that we feel have been holding us. You want to get free from them? Fasting is the tool that God has given us to break free from it. Those, that thing, I, don't, I have no idea what it is. Is it lying, uh, depression, stealing, porn, drugs, alcohol, dependence on anything? Well, I, I don't know what it might be. But the way we break free from that is fasting. It's a tool that God's given us. And the only way I know to describe it is this. 
So we live in Michigan, and, and we do have some snow now, but it snows. And if you've ever been sledding, who's ever been sledding down a hill with fresh snow? Raise your hand. If you have ever sledded down a hill with fresh snow, okay. When you go down that first time, it's an absolute riot. Now, my mom, she's a hoot, but she loves sledding. Okay, I don't know why, but she just absolutely loves sledding. Last year for Christmas, she wanted a toboggan. Like, she loves sledding. And they live on this hill, and it's, she's trained her dog to bring the sled back up. So she sleds down, and the dog grabs the rope and then brings it back up. Sometimes. Anyway, she loves it. But we'll be up there, and with fresh snow, here's the deal. You know you're not going very far, because there's not a path, right? You, you, you just don't. So you get on the sled... And if it's really fluffy, puffy snow, you're like, it's probably going to come up. But you go down the hill and you go down once and you kind of, you blaze a path. And then, of course, you don't walk up, okay? That's like a Florida person mistake. You don't walk up the path that you just made or you ruin it. You're like, no, you go around it. And then you get back in that same track. And what happens the second time? You go so much faster, and you go farther, too. And you go back up again. And every time, it's just like farther and farther and faster and faster. You're like, woohoo! that sledding is so much fun. But here's the thing. In our lives, we do that same thing where we, I don't know what it is that we toyed around with, what sin, what addiction it may be, but that first time, it wasn't something that we maybe did intentionally, but we made that choice and we did it, and it. But then the next time we found ourselves in a similar situation, we almost felt drawn towards that same track that we were on last time. And we find ourselves in that same track going farther and faster than we thought we would before. And then, sure enough, we end up in those same situations, the same similar thing, and boom, we're right back in that same track, and shoom, we're gone again. And this time, we didn't go as far as we did last time or even a little bit we did before, but this time we gained speed, and we were just gone. Here's what, I, here's what fasting does. Fasting literally brings that fresh snowfall over top of the whole thing. And spiritually, there's still consequences for actions that we have taken. But spiritually, we find ourselves in that same situation. And spiritually, we are strengthened and we're not drawn in. We don't just fall into these tracks that we had in our lives before. Fasting breaks that. It's that fresh snowfall that covers that up. And we get to, again, find that strength in God. He gives us that strength where we can walk away where before we felt almost as if it was pulling us or holding us back. And literally, that's what Proverbs says it does. It's the cords of sin that hold us fast. He's like, this is how you break them off. And I am so excited that people are going to be set free during this time of fasting, of things and addictions and things that they're like, you know, I don't know why, but I hate doing it. And I just find myself back there and I, I bought it again or I went there again and I wasn't, shouldn't have been and I used it again and I overused it or whatever it was. And we get freedom from that. That's one of the amazing amazing things that we get out of fasting. And the next thing, they're getting better and better as the list goes, by the way, is this, is we grow spiritually when we fast to a place we cannot without it. Here's what I'm saying. You will never be and do all that God has for you until you fast. Never. And here's how I know it. Matthew 17, 14. At the foot of a large mountain, a large crowd was waiting for them. And a man came and knelt before Jesus and said, this is verse 15, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and suffers terribly. He's fallen into the fire or into water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. These men had been with Jesus, 
but they could not take care of this. And Jesus says, bring the boy to me. And it turns out it was an evil spirit. He casts the evil spirit out, and it leaves. And the disciples stand back, and they're like, we tried it. It didn't work. So they come to Jesus, and in verse 21, they say to Jesus, they say, what happened? Why couldn't we get this one out? Why couldn't we heal this boy? Verse 21, but this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. There is something that when it comes to fasting and we humble ourselves and we do that, we grow, we have, there's a place you will never be in your walk with God until you have fasted. Until you take fasting seriously and say, okay, God, I'm going to do this. A new, you might say, I want something new from God. If you've never fasted, I can guarantee you're going to get it right here. Fast. Say, okay, God, I'm going to do that. I'm going to seek you first in this. I heard this, I don't know where, but I absolutely love it. It was this. It says, today I will do what others won't. So tomorrow I can do what others can't. And I think fasting is exactly that. When we do today what others choose not to, because anybody could join on this fast with us. You can do it on your own. You don't have to do it with the church anytime you want to. But there are people who don't. And as a result, tomorrow, are they going to be prepared to deal with the things that they need to? I don't know, but here's what I do know. When we fast, there is something, there is growth that we get that we cannot get any other way. I want you to be ready for everything that God has for you. Do today what others won't, so tomorrow you can do what others can't. You want God to use you in a new way. You want to hear his voice like you've never heard it before? Then seek after him like you never have before. I want to take about the last nine or ten minutes here and really talk specifically about how we are fasting as a group and some things that I think will really help you in this fast. Number one is this. What you decide to do in this fast, stick with it, whatever it is, whatever you decide to do. You say, I'm going to pray, and for me, I'll just tell you, because this is what I'm doing, is, is I'm going to start with a five-day complete fast, and then I'm going to go to a, what was kind of like a Daniel fast for the, for the rest of it. And we're going to start together next Sunday. That's what I want to do. You pray, and you ask God what he wants you to do. And one of the reasons to do this is it's just out of honoring God. It, it really is. Now, a Daniel fast, if you're not familiar with it, this is where it comes from. It comes from Daniel chapter 2, where Daniel's crying out to God. Daniel chapter 10, excuse me. Daniel's crying out to God, and he says this in Daniel 10, verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks, 21 days. He says, and I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth. So that's, that's kind of a, when somebody says a Daniel fast, that's what it is. He ate no pleasant food, no meat, no wine. So what I would encourage you to do is that. Do that with us. If you want to do it for 21 days, do it for 20. I would absolutely love that for 21 days. Now, you can go online and you can be like, Daniel fast, what is it exactly? And there's a thousand different lists of what it is. This is what the Bible says. Okay, but you decide, okay, am I going to eat eggs or not? What do I consider as pleasant food or not? I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not having lattes. I love lattes. I do. I like them. They are good. I'm not having any. 
No caffeine, none of that. Another thing I really like, I like chocolate almonds. Becca's horrible and she keeps buying them. So I just keep eating them. I'm like, don't buy these, please. And she's like, oh, but I need to have them for other people. I'm like, you're gonna roll me out of this house. Stop buying these. I could just stop eating them. But anyways, those are, so no, I'm, I'm not doing that. No pleasant foods. Uh, I won't have anything with any sugar in it. So, but really, you look and you say, okay, I want no pleasant foods, no meats, no wines. That was it. Maybe you pray and God's like, no, something completely different. This is what I want you to do. But here's what I would say. Here's what I would say when it comes to fasting is do something that's significant for you. Do something that's significant for you. David went to make an altar before the Lord. And God told him, he said, go make it right over here. So he goes over and a man owned this, it was a threshing floor, a man owned it. And so he was the king. He walked over, he says, I'd like to buy your threshing floor. I want to make a, a sacrifice to God here. And the man says, you can have the threshing floor. You can have the oxen for the sacrifice. You can have the yoke you can, for the wood, for the burnt offering. Here's everything you need. He goes, just take it. And David looks at him and says, I have to buy it. I will not offer to my God that which costs me nothing. And I encourage you, you pray. And if you're like, that Daniel fast sounds good. I'll do that. Okay. But do something significant for you. Do something significant. And remember, not eating is a, without prayer, not eating is a bad diet. So do what you need to do. Um, maybe you're at work and everybody goes to lunch and you say, I'm, you go sit in the car. You turn on some of that worship music and you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to worship, I'm going to read. But you do that instead and you set time aside. The other thing I would recommend you do is this, is pray about something specific that you're fasting about. If it's freedom for something, Say, I'm, I'm fasting for freedom from, write it down. Um, you could say, I'm fasting for, I got family members who just are, for whatever reason, you know, they're resisting God, and, and I want them to come to Christ. I want, I want them to come to Christ. Um, healing in my family, or a broken home, or a spouse, or write it down. And be specific about praying for it. Say, I'm going to pray for this every single day. Uh, and then something that we do have to help you is on the website, again, lifewest.church, if you go there, and then you simply scroll down, so here it is in case you don't know what it looks like, which I'm sure all of you do, and then you just kind of scroll down, we've got our 21 days of prayer. And again, if you're not praying during this, it really is a bad diet, but there it is, 21 days of prayer, and we've got some general things on there for you to every day to just kind of be praying and thinking about for yourself as well as 21 days of prayer focus that we're going to be focusing on together as a church. So you can log on there, look and be like, okay, this is what we're praying about. This is what other Life Westers are praying about today. And as we go through these 21 days, just keeping that in mind and praying together for those. But here's the thing. Whatever you decide to do, stick with it. It's between you and God. If you fall off the bandwagon for whatever reason one day or something, get back on. Get back on. Don't give up and be like, well, Big Macs for everybody, whatever. It's over. <laughs> get back on. Say, okay, God, oops, I made a mistake. I want to get back in this and really press in. I want so much 2019 to be the best year that you have ever had. And spiritually, that's where it starts. It starts with having the best year spiritually that you ever have. 
So if you've fasted before, pray about doing something more than you've done before. If you've never fasted before, then dive in with us out of obedience because now you see that the Bible says this is something that all of his disciples do, that it's going to humble you before God. It's going to help you to break free from addictions and things that bad habits and patterns that are in your life. Maybe some of these patterns are just bad. You're like, I don't know that it's a sin, but it's a bad pattern. I want freedom from that. Then write it down. Like, this is the pattern I want out of here, whatever it is. Maybe it's some language that you just don't want to use. Maybe it's some attitudes that you see rising up in you, the way you're treating people at work or your coworkers or whatever it is. Say, I'm going to get rid of this. I, this. I don't believe it glorifies God. So God, I want you to rip it out of me. I don't want it here. God, I want more of you in here. I want to hear your voice. Over and over, we see in the Bible where people, even the disciples, they said, okay, God, we, what should we do next? You want to know what they did? They prayed and fasted. They didn't know what to do next. You want to know, God, I don't know what you have for me next. I don't know what school I'm supposed to go to. I got a big decision. Anytime, anytime um, in premarital counseling that a couple comes in, I tell them, I'm like, have you prayed and fasted about whether this is the right or the wrong thing to do? I've never had anybody say that they already have. And I'm always like, then you need to. Because we are never the dumbest. We are never any dumber than when we are in love. Like we make some of this just, we get Twitter-pated. And as everything else just goes away, everything has a gold and silver lining. And we're like, they are the greatest thing in the world. And we're like, wait great, but you know what I really think you should do is take a step back, pray, and ask God, say, God, is this your best for me? Am I the best for them? Is this what you have for me? And if so, then what purpose do you have for us together? And if you've never done that, then I really encourage you as a couple to fast together and to pray and say, God, what do you have for us together this year? What do you have for us to do? The Bible says the two become one, and that's what you guys are. So then together, God, what do you have for us? And it's an absolute riot when God reveals to you, shows you, and you come together, and you're like, I think this is what God has for us. We're supposed to this, and, and, and this year he's challenging us in our, in our giving, or he's challenging us with the way that we're relating to some family or, or some family relationship. This is, this is what I feel that this year we need to be doing. And you get on the same team, and you do it together. Oh, it's fun. It really is, and it brings a unity into your marriage and into your relationship that if you haven't done it before, you are so missing out on. There are so many good things that comes from fasting. So I really encourage you to, number one, is you go and you pray. We see, hey, this is a Christian discipline that Christians just need to do. We as a church, we're doing a starting next Sunday for 21 days. The Daniel fast, Daniel 2, chapter 10, you can see it. Um, if you want to do that, I really recommend it. That's great. No pleasant foods, no meats, no wines. If you want to go more than that, you pray about what you want to do and then say, okay, this is what I'm doing. And remember, it's going to be hard. It's not going, if you're a big caffeine person, you get those headaches or you're somebody who eats all the time or, or you, I think most of us eat. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to do it for this many days or I'm going to put this down. It isn't. But here's I believe that in this, so much of us, we are like rubber bands. A rubber band will never be what it's supposed to be until it's stretched. And I believe that we in that are so similar to that, that God is going to stretch us in this, and we're going to move into an area that we have spiritually never been as a church, and you individually, you as a couple, that you've never been before because you stretched, you honored God in this. 
Thanks for listening. Our mission here at Life West Church is to see you equipped and empowered to be and do all that God has for you. For additional resources and info, go to lifewest.church.